Hello and welcome to the 1-106 of a second photography podcast. We're at a milestone because it is episode 100 and I never thought I'd get here, but I have. So I'm really pleased. And I'm going to talk about a few things in this podcast. I'm going to talk about how the podcast has changed, how my photography has changed. But I'm actually going to look back at how guests have been doing who have come on the podcast. So mainly it's been me on the podcast, but I have had a few guests. And of course, I'm really thankful to all those guests who have come on. I feel they've really enhanced the podcast and it's been really nice to chat with them, get their thoughts and get their opinions. But we'll talk more about that later. So how has the podcast changed over 100 episodes? Well, it hasn't really changed. Not much has changed in it. In how I've done the podcast hasn't changed too much what I've talked about hasn't changed a great deal it hasn't transformed massively it hasn't gone from a to b it's not wildly different than it was when I first started however the only thing that has changed is how it's distributed so when I first started it was solely on SoundCloud and then later I had a second distribution on Buzzsprouts and I went on Buzzsprouts because this got me onto Spotify which I felt might be an untapped market but this was costing me a lot of money so I moved to Anchor to save money but I kept SoundCloud going as well so you can get things on pretty much every platform now through Anchor and SoundCloud. So what have I learned from doing the podcast? I've learned a lot about myself I've learned a lot about how I talk, how I tell stories and how I engage with things. I found I can talk more than I thought I would. Initially, I thought I would struggle to talk by myself on a podcast topic or an episode topic. I didn't want to drone on forever. And once you've said everything about a topic, you need to stop. There's nothing more you can say. Some episodes have been short. They've been around eight minutes of me talking. To talk for eight minutes is still quite a lot though. And other episodes I've managed to go on for sort of 30 minutes. Typically if I've got a guest on it'll be around 40 minutes. But I'm amazed how much I can say about things and how much better I've got at producing episodes and talking and really turning things more into a story and hopefully a more engaging format. I was worried that just me talking wouldn't be interesting, wouldn't be engaging, but I've gone on for 100 episodes. Not all of them have been solo, some have had guests, and I think I'm doing okay. You know, people do listen to my episodes, so that's been nice and that's kept me going. So how has my photography changed over the course of the podcast? Well, I started the podcast in 2017. We're now in early 2020. And at the time, my photography was mainly portraits and fashion. It wasn't professional. I've done a few things that were professional and decided, all in all, it wasn't worth throwing my job in for. So I'm still doing portraits and fashion sort of in an amateur way and over the course of the podcast I got more into street photography now for me street photography is just me I can do it when I want how I want there's no other people involved that actively participate obviously there are people involved in street photography they're people walking about but they're not active participants they're not someone to arrange something with and for me it's just cheaper easier and because I'm still learning it I would say it's been more satisfying I got quite good at doing portraits and fashion shoots and that doesn't mean to say I don't enjoy it but I sort of got to the top of my learning in that and any improvements are going to be smaller improvements whereas with street photography I'm still learning so I'm going to get better So it's probably going to be more satisfying for me. And over the course of the podcast, gone from big kit to small kit, I much prefer lighter, stealthier kit at the moment. So with episode 100, I should really celebrate, and I am going to celebrate. And initially, I thought I should give £100 away. 
but I'm not going to do that. It was a thought, but it was a thought for a very small moment in time, let's say. So I'm not giving £100 away, but I will give something away that I think is more valuable than £100. I'm going to give away 100 minutes of advice, coaching, talking to people. So I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to see what the response is. It might be someone gets it all. It might be I divide it up three ways. I'll let you know. It really depends how many people sort of engage with it. But if you want to win some minutes of advice or coaching on photography or YouTube or anything like that, all you have to do is get in contact. And you can do that by contacting me personally, contacting me through my channels or tweeting hashtag 160s photography podcast, one word. And I'll pick three people at random and I will split that 100 minutes between them and I'll be able to give people some advice some some coaching or some mentoring. So 100 episodes is a milestone, but what is a milestone? Should you have a milestone and how does it apply to photography? Well, a few years ago, I was in a good, well-paid job and I decided to undertake a career change. And a lot of people thought I was brave and a lot of people thought I was foolish. But now I look back and I think I have a better job and I have more free time to do what I want and I have more time to spend with my family and yes I do do a podcast a YouTube and various other things I still have more time for it because I've moved careers now when I was doing this I set myself suitable targets and I achieved them looking back key to setting decent targets and milestones is to be very realistic maybe conservatively realistic I knew it would take a long time to leave that job so I set a suitable target and I worked back from there so I set a target of move within a year and then I worked backwards and worked out what I needed to do to move within a year so a target of move within the year I decided to update my CV next day update my LinkedIn so on and so forth I knew what I wanted a year was very realistic to move and I did move just within a year so let's talk more about milestones and let's talk about the podcast milestones. I had a YouTube and it was going reasonably well and I decided to do a podcast as well. And the reason for that was just couldn't get the discussion I wanted on YouTube. Too difficult and I hate watching videos where someone sits at a desk and talks for 40 minutes. That's boring to me. So I don't want to repeat that. So I'd do a podcast and I was really worried that... I wouldn't be very good just me. I thought a podcast really needs two people. So I tried to get a partner and I tried to partner with someone and it, it just never happened. And there was no one around, there was no one available. So I did it myself and I set myself the target and the milestone of making 10 episodes. You know, doing one episode, it's neither here nor there. I'll really know what it's like and if I want to do it and if I want to carry on. Once I've done 10 episodes, that's a good run. So I did 10 episodes and then I thought, yeah, I'll continue with this. So the next target was releasing them more consistently because I was hit and miss. And like I said, it was going back to 2017 when I started. I wasn't doing them regularly, so I wanted to be more consistent. So I did that. My next target was reducing the amount of time it took to edit each episode. So tweaking my workflow so I worked smarter and I didn't spend so long editing them because I was spending a long time editing them. And my current target is because I'm busy I still have a career I still have a family that's not going away I still do a podcast on YouTube I wanted to introduce spots of time where I would definitely do photography because it seems odd and not a good thing to be talking about something that you don't do I think you have to keep doing it particularly if I'm podcasting and YouTubing I need to be 
out taking photos. So I've been trying to build in specific photography time. Not Nothing big, maybe just 20 minutes a week or 20 minutes a day or I'm going here or do a bit of photography. So I'm trying to build in regular photography. So those are sort of the milestones that I've been setting in this podcast. At the end of the podcast episode, I'm going to talk about milestones you can set and what you can do. But this episode is always going to be jumping about a bit. I'm now going to jump back or jump onto something else. So I've talked about how far I've got and you might think it sounds like I've done a wonderful thing myself and I've just gone on and done it myself. Well, I haven't done it all myself. I've had people who've given up their time to come on my show, have it recorded, in some cases meet up with me personally. And I'm really thankful for all those people and I want to formally thank them right now. So thank you if you've been a guest on my podcast. Thank you for your time and your effort and for some of you thank you for engaging with me yet again because I've reached out to some previous guests and I've just asked them a few things and I'm going to talk about those now so I'm going to do it in chronological order and so my first guest was Drew I got in contact after seeing some of his images I I wanted a guest for my first episode even though I couldn't get a regular partner who would sort of row their lot in with me and do it full time with me but I definitely wanted a guest. So I reached out to Drew and we met up. I travelled quite a way to meet Drew and to be fair to Drew, I think he maybe travelled further than me. And we met up, he picked somewhere, we met up, we recorded it. Unfortunately, I did manage to lose contact with Drew. That was my fault, really. And in December... I actually saw Drew again. I bumped into him in a studio. Now, it was very clear to me that Drew was doing paid work. He had all these ballet dancers around and he was commanding them and and getting things done. And I didn't want to encroach on that. and I didn't want to sort of intrude on his time. So I just just said hello. Um, He left his camera on the floor. So I picked that up and told him about it. Didn't want him leaving his camera on the floor as he walked around. So I got an update from Drew and it was lovely to hear from Drew. Drew has said that he's been doing lots more work in the dance sector, working with a wide variety of clients. Drew is a specialist dance photographer. In 2019, it was his most successful year. And so far, 2020 looks like it's on course to supersede that. So Drew, who is a professional photographer, sounds like he's doing incredibly well. And I wish him the best of luck and long may that continue. So thank you, Drew. My second episode, Getting On Instagram, featured John Downs. And John Downs was someone who I badgered, bothered and generally pestered into meeting me for coffee and chat about photography apologies john john was a great guest john has a big instagram following he has had enforced breaks since mid 2018 to mid 2019 and he's been only shooting with model friends here and there i think john was doing quite a lot of photography quite a lot of shoots and clearly he's had a bit of a break he's done the occasional behind the scenes photography he's had a big move he's moved from milton Keynes to felix doe and he's been based in milton Keynes for 30 plus years he's gradually increase the number of shoots towards the end of the year and he's continuing with the momentum this year too he's now getting back into providing training to john does workshops and other training for photography he's looking forward to doing workshops in leighton buzzard with his model friend Teresa louise and he just congratulates me on getting to 100 episodes my next guest was ben morehouse and i put a call out to photographers who might be interested in doing some episodes with me and ben answered that call and ben was by far the best qualified and even better 
Ben was local to me. And that was one of the things I'd specified at the time. I wanted to do recordings in person wherever possible. Ben was newer to photography than I was. And Ben had a background in video and creative work. Now, sadly, Ben moved away. And it was sad for me. I don't think it was sad for Ben. I think Ben's gone on to bigger and better things. And I I will say Ben's moved to Germany. I'm not going to say where in Germany he's moved to. I don't think that would be fair. Different things over there. Different career. And a little bit envious. It sounds really good. So Ben said everything's going really well. I moved to Germany with his girlfriend in 2018. He enrolled in language school, finished the school last year, and he got married to his girlfriend in May. He's now working as a self-employed videographer and a graphic designer. Ben says he hasn't carried out much photography since being here. Other than a few personal shoots, he's done some German clients, he's photographed children's charities and the opening of a new art gallery. But he seems to be moving away from photography in in what he said to me and also retouching. Now, Ben had a YouTube channel and he would show things like speed retouching. And Ben was quite good at doing sort of big fantasy photoshops and, you know, green screen and really transforming things. And I used to watch his speed drawings when it was effectively time-lapsed on his computer but he's moved away from that in his free time he's been learning blender for 3d modeling and the unreal game engine for game design and he's developing a game with a friend in canada now they both left the small town in england on the same day and i know which town that is but i'm not going to say and we're working online together on this game and what he's learned through photography has definitely helped him in terms of composition and lighting but the initial switch from 2d to 3d imagery was quite jarring at first but now he feels the same when he goes back to 2D photo work. He definitely feels that the 3D work and the game development is more in his future than photography and retouching. And if anyone wants to follow the progress of his game, they have an Instagram account at 4886 Studios. So Ben's stuck with videography. And when I met Ben, I knew he did videography. Um, We discussed jobs and things. And part of his job was doing videography and other creative endeavors. So he stuck with that. But wow, I wish him the best of luck with making a game and doing 3D stuff. And yeah, that that sounds really good. Again, a little envious. So best of luck to Ben over in Germany. And Ben did quite a few episodes with me. So I I was really sad when Ben left because I did enjoy um, recording quite a lot of episodes with Ben. So I got in contact with a photographer called Brian Worthy because I was doing a HDR episode, an episode all about HDR. I've always felt HDR is quite Marmite. I think HDR is quite easy to do now and less Marmite simply because it's in Lightroom. So it's not an obvious HDR. I've done HDR in the past and I've got some HDR things up on my wall and they're very obviously HDR when HDR was big and we were all trying to get a higher dynamic range but I spoke to Brian Worthy about HDR and Brian's come back to me and Brian said like many people working in the photography era things change but he still has the love of teaching to help people make the most out of their cameras, flashes and software. He continues to write for the EOS SOS column in Photo Plus magazine, and he's recently been tasked to contribute a further section on the software side of EOS cameras. Training and workshops with the EOS Training Academy increasing too. It's a good job that cameras have ever more features for him to explain, he says. Brian's spending more time working on video than was the case a few years ago, and he sees this as a key area for freelance photographers being able to do both stills and moving images for clients. Brian's been interviewed on a few other podcasts. He's been on twice with Canon USA Explorer of Light, Rick Salmon's The Digital Picture Podcast, and also Lynn Morton's EOS Photography One. Well, I don't know 
if it started with my podcast, but one thing is the new Canon mirrorless EOS range. Brian says initially at the time of launch he was a fan. He had a camera to create some reviews and convince himself the camera wasn't for him. Then he needed to do a workshop and he found the best deal he could and bought an EOS R as a business decision. Two months later, it was still sat in a box under his desk. And he started to use it in January 2019 to create some content for training and unwittingly it became his main camera and he took over 80% of his photos with it in 2019. He found there's some things that mirrorless do well and other things they're not very good at. And it's an interesting first step and he's looking at the new EOS 5 that's going to come out later in 2020. Brian says his photography has also evolved. He no longer automatically reaches for the speed light every time he picks up the camera and that's something I do for portraits and fashion he spent a good few years trying to shape his own light on shoots and it's given him a better appreciation of sometimes the light is already there he now feels he's better able to see that he's dipped his toes into constant lighting with leds and that's also another style he wants to add to his skills and leds are of course quite helpful for video brian says brian's reminding me of his website p4pictures.com his instagram at p4pictures and of course don't forget eostrainacademy.co.uk the next guest I had after Brian was Rahim, Rahim Mustafa. And I'd actually met Rahim before. He'd modelled for me as a model when I was doing a shoot in Wales. And Rahim has his own studio, Sugarbox Studio, and his own sort of brand. And I've been watching him put videos on YouTube and putting things on Facebook. So I reached out and I asked him if he'd want to do an episode on fitness photography. Now Rahim, I would say, is very big in fitness photography. He's got a lot of content and a lot of really good examples of his fitness photography. Maybe that's not what he's doing now at the moment, but certainly that was what we spoke about in our episode on fitness photography. And Rahim says... He's still shooting, not very often as he's busy with his, his work, which isn't photography. He's doing less fitness and he's doing more costume based shoots and he's doing some shoots with actors. And a highlight is doing a shoot with the actor Mark Lewis Jones. So he did headshots for Mark Lewis Jones. He's also doing some guest spots at camera clubs, showing them how he lights and edits his work. And he's hoping to organise his very own workshop in how to light fitness models using off camera flash. So I wish him the best of luck for that. And his fitness images are very good. Gavin Parsons was the next guest on my show. Now, Gavin has described himself as a visual storyteller. And Gavin does a lot of work for causes. He does a lot of photography for NGOs and, and other charities. And our episode was called Telling Stories with Photography. Gavin's doing very well and he's decided 2020 is going to be a year of transformation. He's continuing with photography, of course. It's been his passion since he was 11. But he is changing what he does. He's moving away from publishing into self-funding work and turning to social media to produce videos for YouTube. This year he's concentrating on his existing channel and building his following to produce tutorials, gear reviews and documentaries about photography. His life is going through a massive change, he's told me, and he's preparing for a huge trip to Southeast Asia. So he's gearing up or down, as he says, for an extended trip without his pro camera kit as he wants to travel as light as possible and certainly I understand that. He's downsized his camera, his filming camera and his computer and software. This year he's looking for individuals, NGOs and charities to work with. He'd love to collaborate with interesting people and make videos about photographing them. If anyone wants to get in touch to start a conversation, they can and he's left for me conveniently his email which is photo gavinparsons.co.uk. So I wish Gavin all the best with his trip, downsizing his gear and up in his YouTube and other stuff. Samuel Lintaro is a street photographer from Germany. 
he has a very big presence on YouTube and Instagram and his street style and his images are very good. And he took part in my episode Street Social Insta. He's continued to work on his YouTube channel and he was able to find a good balance between his private and public life. At the beginning of this year, he created a Discord service for the street photography community. He started as an experiment, but has now gone onto a very active community of 800 members from all over the world. They have chat rooms for topics like photo gear, portfolio feedback, news, chat rooms for cities where you can get good information from locals and find people in a town near you have the same passion. Samuel started to use Twitch as well, but that's streetlife underscore TV. And he does live streams of things like unboxing, scanning film and having chats with people about photography related topics streaming he says for photographers is an interesting medium to keep an eye on and he says it's lots of fun so again all the best samuel and thank you for appearing on my episode richard john is next and i reach out to richard after seeing his northern soul images richard took a lot of photos of the northern soul dance culture and i happened to come across one of them and was very impressed and i reached out to richard based on that he took part in an episode that was about his experiences photographing northern soul so richard was unfortunately made redundant from a job but he says he, do- he doesn't mind because it gives him more time to do photography he's still documenting the subculture of northern soul but not as much as he was he's doing more portrait work he's doing a project on dyslexia using portraits and he's very much looking forward to starting this he's running photography workshops and one or two events and that's come from his teaching of photography at a local college he's got a few more projects in the pipeline and, and he said to me you'll just have to wait and see so i'm really looking forward to seeing what richard does next I came across some images of the Falklands War and there's nothing special in that. We've all seen images of the Falklands War, but these were images taken from a soldier's point of view. Now, Peter, who appeared in my episode photographer in a war zone, might disagree that it's from a soldier's point of view because Peter was in the Navy. And we spoke in an episode about photographing in a war zone and about Peter's experiences. Peter got back to me and sadly, one of his dogs is unwell. And Peter's dogs were discussed a lot in the run-up to the recording. Before the recording of the episode, I did speak to Peter at length about his dogs. I was really worried I'd be able to hear them barking, they'd spoil the episode. So we talked on and off about dogs and how quiet they would be and recording and and, and this and that. And Peter assured me they'd be fine. And begrudgingly, I, I, I took his word. I, I'm not sure whether I believed him, but okay, fine. Dogs won't be noisy. And when we were recording, I knew we'd be recording for a long time. So I made sure that when we were recording, my family were out because I didn't want to be interrupted. I've got a young family. I didn't want to be interrupted. We almost got to the end of the episode and my family came back and made a huge racket and had stopped recording, had to go out and say, I'm, I'm doing a podcast with someone. Give me a few minutes. No, you know, no talking, no talking. And I came back and I sat down and said, I'm sorry about that, Peter. Should we carry on? And Peter just said very simply, and you were worried about my dogs who actually didn't make any noise whatsoever during the recording. And I had to humbly accept that. So sadly, one of Peter's dogs is unwell. and I, I won't go into the details of it. Sorry to hear one of your dogs is unwell peter so peter has still continued his photography he's gone and swapped his canon eos 1dx system for a fuji x mount system and he did that halfway through 2019 he now has the xt3 and the x pro 2 body and a selection of prime and zoom lenses lucky man he's switched because the quality of the fuji system he feels is as good as the canon bodies and the l lenses but without 
the bulk, they're much lighter and they're much cheaper. The Fuji equivalent of the EOS 1DX with the 70-200 f2.8 lens is a fraction over half the weight of the Canon system, Peter tells me. It's very noticeable when carrying the system around for a whole day. Completely agree with that. Peter does landscapes, portraits, fine art nude work with a sideline of taking photographs beyond their original state and making them look like oil paintings and watercolours. He says it's very effective and he's had a couple of commissions for that type of work, so well done Peter. In the podcast, looked at images that he took in the Falklands campaign in 1982. Now he scanned them, but he says he wasn't overly impressed with the quality. And I should, probably should say for listeners of a certain age, in that time... There was no digital photography. All photographs were taken on film. So to digitise them, you have to scan them. So Peter wasn't particularly happy with the scanning quality. And he's tried different methods and he's rescanned, But nothing has improved over his original outputs. So he's had mixed results and he's yet to find a technique that consistently improves on his first attempt. So Peter's going to keep on trying to improve his scanning. So thank you for that update, Peter. And Peter was the last guest that I I heard back from. So we've had a sort of look at eight guests and they're all doing tremendously well. And the vast majority of them carrying on photography and doing wonderful things in photography. And of course, I wish them very well. At the start of the podcast, I talked about milestones because this is a milestone episode for me. And I said at the end of the podcast, I talk about what your milestone should be. And what your milestone should be is completely up to you. A milestone is somewhere you want to get to in the future, be it ability, numbers, statistics, whatever. Somewhere you want to get to in the future. It shouldn't be too easy because if it's too easy, it's not a milestone. It shouldn't be too difficult. If it's too difficult, it's not achievable. So I would say set yourself three milestones, a short, a medium and a long-term milestone that you want to get done within the year. So my short-term milestone, I can't talk about because I want to do an episode on it and I don't want to spoil it. My medium-term milestone is to get better at street photography and my long-term milestone is actually to continue with the podcast for a long time. Not technically a photography milestone but it is related. So when you set your milestones I would just say keep it up. If it's tough it only makes it more rewarding when you get there but don't forget don't pick something too difficult. Don't pick photographing at the Olympics. You know you need to pick something that's reasonable, achievable but pushes you out of your comfort zone keep keep it going because it won't be easy because you pick something that takes you out of your comfort zone and keep it up but only keep it up if you're enjoying photography if it is becoming a chore don't do it do something else don't do something when it's becoming a chore make sure you're still enjoying it and i would also say keep it simple if you keep it simple you'll enjoy it more. Don't take loads of kit with you. Don't do 100 shots. Before you go, before you do whatever, work out what you want to achieve, the simplest way to do it, and you'll probably benefit from that. A little bit of forward planning certainly will help and knowing the outcome that you want will certainly help whatever that may be. So that's been episode 100. Thank you to the listener for listening to my episodes on the various distributions I've got. And thank you for coming back for more and thank you for listening to this episode. Hopefully... My next milestone will be just around the corner and hopefully will be episode 150, episode 200, who knows. But I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's helped me on this journey. Sounds a bit cliche. I'm sorry for that. So just thank you to everyone, listener, guest and anyone else who's helped. Thank you. Goodbye.